And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Whoa! Whoa, Nelly, I haven't moved that fast in a long time, y'all. Holy moly. It is amateur radio amplified, and that was a steamer. That's what they call a steamer right there. Well, I guess, I don't know, maybe that sounds old-fashioned now. That must be like, I don't know, somebody's kicking it. I don't know, too much? You guys let us know. Was the uh, the rock and roll, the heavy metal a little too much there for the intro? Steve and I needed it. Just a little extra kick in the pants, and now uh, I'm breathing heavy <laughs> for the 1%, the 0.01%. Uh, it's Christian. Hello. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel, joined by sidecar Steve W7 UDI. And um, you probably did not notice, but uh, the third wheel on our tricycle is not here today. You're saying to yourself, what is this, contract negotiations? I guess so. I don't know. We'll find out what he wants now. I don't know what this Hair boy could want. Probably for those golden locks. Uh, yeah, you just gotta, yeah, him and his hair, it, it is enough. I'm like, can we make a smaller, you know, scene where he's just like a little circle in the bottom corner, and it's like the Scotty's got his little headset on, and he's working feverishly behind the scenes. So tonight, we are uh, auditioning for the role of Scotty, so if you're interested in that, let us know, we'll, uh, we'll bring you on for an audition. But 100 Watts in a Wire... Uh, is for folks who are, if you're experienced, you're not an experienced ham radio operator just getting started out, whatever you are, it was created uh, to mentor and entertain, try to help answer your questions, anything you may be struggling with. Um, and um, this podcast has built a community, which is uh, really cool. It shows what podcasting can do when you get together and on fr Fridays, on uh, Sunday nights, rather. Uh, 7 o'clock Central, after the live show, we get on the air. So you can join the 100 Watts and Wire Sunday evening net, 7 o'clock Central, after our live show. You're listening to episode number 402, 402, Steve. We've managed to fool them 401 times. I don't know how far we can get away with this, but hey, we'll keep trying. If you have a question and you're here tonight joining us, put a cue in front of it. Or you can join us in the Zoom room, if you like, and we could take your calls from there as well. So, when uh, I don't know how we want to audition for Scotty. I think it's just a mouthful of gummy beans, gummy bears, and jelly beans, or what have you, but we'll find out. Some people might think he's not replaceable, but we're all just playing parts here. The role of Scotty is filled by a guy named John, Jimmy Hi Hi. In Ellicott City. His name's not Scotty at all, guys. Come on. What's going on with you, Steve? I hear you got some uh, really beautiful weather and uh, warm weather mm -hmm. right away, right out of the box, just like that. Oh, yeah. Just boom. It, within a couple of days, uh, we were into the 80s. So uh, yesterday was a warm one and getting out doing uh, yard work and mowing and tending to the, to the you know, the outside. So it was a... Uh, a nice weekend so far today a little bit cooler but uh, other than that it's been a a great great spring day finally i think spring has sprung here in the northwest it's been long and coming up oh, stand by something's coming in 100 watts and a wire news 
Uh, Mark uh, is telling us that Scotty is looking for Lamar Jackson money. Lamar Jackson money. We will follow this story as it goes. I mean, this show is doing quite well, but we are not doing Baltimore Ravens well. Uh, We'll see what he wants. It's probably a dressing room accommodation. I think he wants his own small trailer. I think he wants a suite down there at the Browns, but I'm not sure. Well, how's that negotiation going? There is a place that's right on the backside, pardon the pun, of the the Browns is right there. It's what is it on Nature Reserve. It's right out the window. So he could throw his mm-hmm. wire right out the window and have his place there. He wants one of these suites. And well, I'm like, you know, well, you gotta what's talk to his agent, Mark. You know, Mark's his agent, so you know, he's kind of lining it all up for, for Scotty. So whatever Mark can negotiate, I guess Scotty will get. Yeah, we we'll see. We'll see about that. Yeah. Um, his name's not Scotty. The character is Scotty. Uh, his real name is Jimmy High High, and he's from Ellicott City. So I had to pull back the veil just a little bit. You know, we're all just playing our part. Okay. So what have you been up to? You had beautiful weather. I know we've been talking mm-hmm. on Discord a little bit. Everybody's out there trying to beat back the grass and the weeds and that sort of thing. What have you been up to out there in paradise where you live? Oh, it's starting to, you know, we're talking about the tune-up coming up here real soon. So, uh, we're, things are, we're racking and stacking. So, I've been uh, kind of figuring out, uh, I want to do a uh, portable setup and uh, kind of threw out a couple of pictures on Discord. So, if you haven't joined us on the Discord group, just uh, look for, for 100 watts and a wire on the Discord group and come and join. And uh, there's a great group of uh, folks and just a lot of uh, <clears throat> interaction going on. So I threw a couple pictures out on uh, on a uh, layout with a couple different radios and uh, just kind of figuring out what I'm going to do. Uh, so when I set up out in the field uh, here at the uh, at the homestead, then we'll uh, we'll go from there. Or if I get a wild hair up the the behind, we'll uh, we'll hit one of the uh, parks. Uh, woo! Ooh, baby and uh, we'll go hit one of the uh, one of the parts uh, and maybe even do a poda at the same time you never know from the newsroom earl bailey's checking in 100 watts and a wire news we have a report coming in from sheena kilo zero lima tango lima she is the 0.01 percent of our audience she says scotty is looking for a gummy bus scotty aka jimmy high high uh, for his character here on 100 Watson Wires, looking for a gummy bus. What do you think about that, Steve? Gummy. It's a bit much. Wow, that's, that is a little a little much. So, I don't know. We'll see if the finances can swing it. We did acquire uh, the WJZ, which is a television station in Baltimore. They had an old van. We did uh, procure that. I guess that's a good way of saying we stole that for uh <laughs> i don't know it's off the lot buffed it Tactically out Tactically relocated it just i think that's what we say um yeah and uh so yes you did bring up the point of um racking and every time we get into a portable operation every year our operating event comes around in the spring i get that hair you're talking about Woo! Mine gets stuck between the bicuspid and the uh, the molars, but yours is somewhere else. Not related. <laughs> Not a related. Different hair. Different strands of DNA we're talking about. Got off track there. Anyway. Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, they got a note coming in? Okay. Uh, 
in Daddy's bathroom up high, up high. Okay. I'll get that for you. That just came out of the newsroom too, a new intern. She'll be running things here before too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, where was I? We were talking, oh, the hair. The hair between my bicuspid and uh, second molar, molar. is uh, to rack the radio for portable operations or not rack it, put it in a box. The problem is, Steve, I think in this beautiful country of ours, we have too many options sometimes. We have options oh, yeah. with the food. We have so many things that we could do, and I've got a box and I've got the squishy foam that goes with it. And I've plucked it out just so. And if it's in there, just beautiful. And then I've got this rack. And if you're watching us now or later in the replay, you could see it right under my on-air sign. It is basically that rack. It's a 4U Gator case. It's perfect for this. I got a, you got a little light on the top if you want it. A couple years ago, three years, maybe more, I got a... Uh, a piece of like a rack mount that actually fits in there. You know, it holds the radio in so I could stop Velcroing and that kind of thing. It's totally fine if you Velcro. I've done that, did it, whatever. And uh, last year around this time, I was dealing with the hernia. You guys probably remember this. I know the fellas do. I was doing shows lean back in this chair and it wasn't pretty. And I would get emails saying, man, I don't know. It doesn't look good, dude. It looks painful. I'm like, it is. And then I got the C-19 and uh, the cough and all that mess. I was hemmed up pretty good this time last year. So what I did was I took everything out of that rack because mm-hmm. it felt a little wide. You know, it felt a little wide for me at the time. It's not. It's just a man that was hurting. And um, it wasn't super heavy. It's just anything of a certain weight was causing me pain. And I'm like, let me just... I could have and just I, put I a handle. We were, we were encouraging that to reduce your weight limit, you know, the weight that you had to deal with. And it was at the time, it was better to be unracked and all separated for yeah. you. And I did it, you know, and I did it. And I thought maybe I'm going to fly. And I, if I do fly somewhere, you know, because th- that was a thing. If you guys dig back into this archive, we do talk about life and amateur radio. And so here I am dealing with this situation. I needed surgery. My surgery got postponed because of the virus going around. The surgeon had it. I had to get postponed for weeks. That was terrible. But anyway, it's, you know, life and situations were, okay, I'm going to be flying right after my surgery, like, what should I take? And it's break it down real small and don't lift. And all these things are coming back to me now. But so here we come in springtime and I'm thinking, I don't know, should we do the dance again? I'm looking at the rack and she gives me the wink. Uh-huh, bling, smiling. And yeah, and here I am. I, I went back to rack it up. And um, what I did... Steve, is I have one of these lights, and you might be able to see them behind me. I'll switch this camera real quick. So back here in my my rig, this is not a green screen. There's a light. There's a light back here on top, and it shines down over my radio, and that little thing is kind of heavy. That that mounts in, and itself, it's a heavy piece. You know, it, it's, it's like an air-conditioned type of thing. It does not air-conditioned, but it circulates the energy. You can plug multiple things into it. And for a while, I'm like, that's gold. I'm going to need that. And I'm going to need a hundred foot extension cord. And you're piling on the, the things that you need. I got a little LED light, racked it in this thing and it weighs nothing. I'm like, that's fine. That'll work. You know, I've got other light sources, lanterns and whatnot, but I'm encouraged to see what you're up to because it looked to me like you're 
go kit and your portable ops and thinking of tune-up coming up june 9th 10th and 11th guys by the way if you could put that on your schedule we can talk about the exchange it's a simple exchange we don't do anything crazy uh, you essentially call cq tune-up and you know give its true signal report maybe where you are uh, exchange your 100 watt id that sort of thing but it's really just an excuse to get on the air you know get on the air set it aside any band any mode that's another thing i need to talk to you about mr f and f t eight oh <laughs> big news this just in what do you have earl 100 watts and a wire news Sidecar Steve, W7 UDI, I have it on good authority that this guy has taken a digital mistress. He has a digital mistress, once only an HF guy, now has a digital mistress. Details coming up a little bit later. But your rack, uh, you took a picture of it, and you're thinking about UHF, VHF, and HF in there. What are your thoughts with it? Because it seems like you're still kind of sorting out how you'd like to run it. So I got two radios that I'm going back and forth with. So there's the an old FT-847, uh, the kind of one of the original uh, shack in a box. It's a uh, uh, 160 through 440 um, HF, VHF, UHF radio. On VHF, UHF, it does uh, all modes. So AM, FM, sideband, CW, it's... So it's everything's in the box, all one radio. It's uh, has four connectors on the back, so whatever antennas you need, away you go. Have an output does not have a built-in tuner. This was this radio is probably twenty-three years old right now. It um, it's really popular with the satellite guys. It does the uh, uh, the satellite modes. Uh, so if you're going up one band, it comes down the other. It's so it's a great radio in uh, unto itself. The problem is utilizing a <clears throat> the FC20 outboard tuner, which mates to that. It um, it uses, utilizes the serial bus that uh, for cat control for uh, for the tuner to communicate with the radio. Hence, I can't use it for FT8 if I have the tuner on there because the cat control on the radio is is basically deactivated so now i'm kind of getting into this ft8 mode yes i know shocker it uh but uh it's becoming i see down the road more d expeditions are going to be utilizing ft8 uh for uh, uh their operations bouvet was one prime example i i think it's going to become the norm that the mode is becoming more and more widely accepted so it's time to get my feet uh and you know get dip my toes into the pond so here we go and uh so there was that radio then i have the 450 the ftd the ft450 delta which has a built-in tuner i already have it set up for ft8 it's great it's only an hf radio so i just throw in a uh dual band uh kenwood uh, v71 call it good and so now the the question is which way do i want to go and i'm kind of I'm probably going to end up going with the uh, with the 450. It uh, just just to have that option, even though I might probably I might I might not use it during the tune up, but I want to just kind of rack it up and, and utilize the tune up as a way to okay, 
let's try it, see how it goes and uh, go from there. I even as went as far as even thinking about racking up the, <laughs> the FT 1000 into it and it would fit, it would fit in the, in the box. But then I'm like, going, damn, that's heavy. <laughs> that one has so, its own power supply, doesn't it? It has a built-in power supply, a built-in tuner, the whole nine yards Ooh. and the dual receiver. That, I don't know. Let me, what What do you think? Should <laughs> Should I rack up the uh, one thousand or not? That would be kind of interesting. Put it. Put put it. Put your answer there. What do you think? Uh, you You might have to look that radio up, though. It's a, It's a beautiful radio, and he used it last year it's during the tune-up. It's, it's a big guy, and he was like, "I love it because mm -hmm. it has its own power supply." And I was like, "What? You got what?" <laughs> and how many watts it, it out? Was, Is it more than a hundred? It's a hundred watt. It's, it's 100 just watt. your standard. It, it's the uh, MP, so it's the one hundred watt version. So, uh, but it was just easy. It was throughout components. So basically on the, when we got smeared by, you know, Uncle Paul's salty balls. It, Jesus um, Christ. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Um, it was just take the radio out and extension cord and we're good to go. <laughs> because I didn't have a uh, you set up on um, a table. You know, we were at the convenience of pretty being pretty close to our house, which was exactly. you know one of the tune up things. And and with tune up, you can be in your own shack. Yeah. It, it, there's really no rules. And and you were kind of out by your uh, shop, and mm -hmm. I was out at the old wooden shed. So in an oh, you know oh man situation, you could kind of scurry on back. But that was a beautiful radio sitting there. It had a nice beer next to it, and you were just rolling. Uh, that was good. So, should he try to rack up such a big thing? I wonder. Um, does it does it have panels to rack something like that, or would you have to like back out the feet and maybe do a velcroy job? Mm, I could probably do a velcroy job. I got to look at it. I might be able to make some brackets for it, or I could uh, fabricate up some brackets that will, you know, clamp the or uh, the radio down. But uh, I I kind of gave it a you know. 10 seconds worth of thought and then i just mm -hmm. cast it aside until now so hey why not that's an interesting that's thought we will uh we will explore that because it's a big radio it's a big radio and it looks beautiful and it's uh, it's a big one but it's got some real good benefits to it you know mm -hmm. so let's uh let's think about that as we move forward this week in radio history guys you might remember some of these dates were uh, old enough to remember May 2nd, 1934, WLW begins operating with a 500-kilowatt transmitter. Well, May 4th, 1920, we were much younger back then, but radio had, radio had so much promise. There was just a buzz happening about this new thing. RCA holds its first meeting. You know what they were talking about there? Who brought the donuts? That. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that 500KW uh, uh, Crosby uh, transmitter there in, outside yeah. of Cincinnati, that WLW. May 6, 1937, WLS reporter Herb Morrison describes the fiery disaster of Zeppelin Hindenburg. You might remember this one. We heard it on the radio in real time. And this brother, sadly, was fired. All the humanity. You remember this? All the humanity. Oh, yeah. It's in Lakehurst, New Jersey, and he showed emotion, and it got him fired. He was upset that a friggin' Zeppelin exploded and people died. Heaven forbid. 
that he show any emotion in 1937, and he was uh, canned, unfortunately. There you go. There are some events. We don't have a Jimmy High High, a.k.a. Scotty, the character of Scotty. We will be uh, auditioning. I thought about Big Ben. Big Ben could probably do it. Listening to uh, events. This is how you negotiate. We have another guy. You know, we can pull Big Ben in. You know, so Jimmy, you know, go over there and figure out what you want to do. But we could bring in. I like the accent. He's got that low, strong delivery. Think about it, Ben. We'll get you an audition. But there's some events going on, Steve. Uh, May 6th and 7th. 7th Call Area QSO Party is going to happen. Indiana QSO Party. A busy weekend. Listen to all this. Delaware uh, QSO Party. Delaware's a hard one to get to. You newer hams that are uh, looking around going, who the hell's the uh, operator I got to get to get Delaware? That's a good one. So that's a good time to pick it up. A New England QSO party is also happening. The 1010 International DX Spring Contest CW. If you uh, are learning the code and you want to jump into that, it'll be busy. It'll look like a symphony of CW. Also, special event station May 6th, uh, May 5th and 6th. Jiggy with the Piggy. This one came in from Pastor Joe. He said, I gotta see this. It's a barbecue cook-off. Kilo 4 Charlie in Concord, uh, North Carolina. That's Jiggy nice. with the Piggy in from well, Jiggy Pastor. with the Piggy. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> We want to thank our sponsor, Powerfilm Solar and Gigaparts. This is how you can help us guys go over to Powerfilm Solar. I'm sorry, go over to gigaparts.com and in the search bar, type in 100 watts, 100 watts. Open up a new browser now. It'll help us. It's free. They're looking for engagement to make sure their money works. Who knows if if it's working or not, but they would like to know, and that's how they'll gauge. And a power from solar and gigaparts, they're providing quality solar power solutions for your portable operating needs. We can talk about solar power, which is cool to add to your portable setup. Um, to explore PowerFilm's selection of quality products, visit gigaparts.com, search 100 watts. That is a free and easy way to help your friends here in the keep our community going, keep the content you enjoy. And uh, if you feel moved, if you feel it move, if you find value in 100 watts in a wire, I felt it move, you can support us by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash 100 watts. Find a level that works for you. We've got a dollar a show, $4 a month uh, level. And I need to talk to Steve because I want to do something cool for our members. I want to create a... A cohort, if you will. So if you're a member, you become a member. Each month, Steve and I will jump on. I gotta I gotta pay him extra for this now. This is not nigga. He's like he's you're gonna see his eyes squint. You might even hear him. It's dry out there. Squint like what? You want me to do more, you son of a bitch? How about it, this is how the conversation will go after this. You son of a bitch. Bamboozle me on live stream. Well, I ne- and he'll throw his scarf over his shoulder and storm off. But the idea, I meant to talk to him yeah, just like that. He just did it. I will not be told live. I'm going to be doing something, you bastard. Maybe I'll save it. Bastards. Bastards. How dare you? How dare you? How 
dare you. That's another one. We've got a dipole level. Get your Greta going here. Get your Greta going. Get your feels happening. A dollar a show. It's cheaper than an actual cup of coffee. It helps us build the content, uh, pay for the platforms and the subscriptions that we have to uh, do to keep the wheels rolling. Buymeacoffee.com slash 100 watts today. And thank you. Thank you. All right. We can cut the music. Yeah. What I'm thinking about doing, though, might be interesting, Steve, and you don't have to be on the hook yet. And uh, and uh, Lionel's got it right. Kilo Juliet Seven Oscar Foxtrot Hotel. He's Diva he's Steve. phoned in and called you Diva Steve. So sidecar Steve, Diva Steve. You you feel Super. my pain, Lionel? Thank you. How dare you? Throwing his scarf over. It'll be cold again. Stop telling me to stop wearing my scarves. I was thinking Only about for it. Our members, Sidecar Diva Steve. Diva Steve. See, you can't Diva give Steve. yourself a nickname, right? <laughs> Steve's never been picking his own thing. I called him Sidecar Steve. It stuck. Diva Steve mm-hmm. could work. Let me give him a fair crack at this one, though, and at the idea, because I texted him the other day, but there were some circumstances. He was he was busy. He was doing something, and I was with a coworker, and all this was going on, and we're texting. But I'm thinking about creating a cohort sort of situation for our members. Mm-hmm. And what it would mean is we could maybe get together as a group for, you know, however long a time on an evening, on a certain designated day for our members and talk about our projects, uh, answer questions. And, you know, Steve, what are you doing? What are you working on? What are your struggles? And as members come together and, and do that maybe once a month or something like that as a membership kind of benefit for you. So that's not a hard sell for Steve to me. I've been thinking about doing something like that. We just have to kind of just organize it among, and then, you know, whoever shows up can show up on that time. And and it's a good way to kind of get into each other's projects a little bit more, share some ideas, get a little bit deeper. If you're interested in that, give us a, a thumbs up. And uh, let us know if that sounds like a good idea. The 100 Watts in a Wire, perhaps, cohort with their members. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash 100 watts. Um, become a member. Any of those things uh, offers there on that website, and you can join us. What do you think about that, Steve? Is that a little far-fetched, or is that something maybe we'd... Oh, that's uh, totally doable. <clears throat> Let's do it. Right. So we'll just get it set up so and then scarf uh, again. Did you see it? He threw the scarf. Super. He's like, let's do it. My rate for one hour is. Jeez. I should have never agreed. I should have never agreed. Okay, Sheena. Sheena will be in, hopefully. Thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate it. And hello to our friends who are joining us live. We try to do this Sunday night, six o'clock central. It's a live recording of the podcast. Uh, another benefit for our show is subscribing to the audio podcast because that's been around since 2015. I know many of our members and family members in the Hamily enjoy watching us do this live and being here. Uh, many more people enjoy listening on the go to it. So subscribe, take it with you. Those numbers help all as well. So we appreciate you. Okay, Steve. So we've talked about racking a little bit. Uh, portable operating. Uh, so we got the radios. We've got maybe the tuners, the built-in tuners. We're talking about racks. Don't rack. Put it in a gator case. Whatever you're going to do. I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, at least spend antennas. a few minutes on antennas. We 
got to talk a little bit about antennas, and we put the word out here. Um, on our social media, we did get some um, answers. Let me see if I can pull them up here on uh, for the screen, people watching here, and I will read them, and uh, Steve-O will hang out, and I will hang out on the side. Just uh, what it, what works for you out in the field, because this is a chance, I thought, when we created the tune-up and in the fallout in October, it was all about let's let's have an event that we can just do as our community. It's casual. You don't have to feel like, damn it, I missed it. And it happens before field day. And, you know, maybe you're building an antenna. You're trying something different. Maybe you've got a new radio. Maybe you want to hang out with your buddy. A lot of times I find with clubs... I'll go back to this for a second. With our clubs, we get a sign. There's a leadership structure, and they're like, all right, Christian and Steve. Steve, you're going to do 20 meters uh, from 10 a.m. to, say, 2 o'clock, and we're going to treat it like a contest. Christian, you're going to run 40 at that time, and uh, Steve, you'll help me with the gun, and we'll hang we'll – hang and Christian, you're going to go over there and run the car. And so you're kind of assigned things. And you may not have the opportunity to test your antenna, is my point. So mm -hmm. with TuneUp, bring all that stuff with you, June 9th, 10th, and 11th. Go out in the field, do what you want to do, solar, batteries. There's some benefits, right? Any band, any mode, any time. Any thoughts on that, Steve? And then we can we can look oh, at Oh, yeah, exactly. That, and that's what happens. We, we kind of would go out to field day with our group, whether it's a club or your buddies or, or even by yourself, and you set up a field day. Okay, I built this antenna, but you'd never, you know, I was like, oh, okay, it, it's going to work, and you get out there, and it's not performing the way you want it to perform. So the tune-up was an, an idea. It was like, hey, here's a good time to test out your equipment, test out your setup, whether you're stacked or you're just uh, individual parts or whatever, how you're going to run on your uh, on your event, the tune-up was the uh, the concept was just to get out there and, and test everything and give it a, a trial run, and at the same time, you know, make contacts with your friends and uh, and for us it was just a, a way of highlighting the upcoming field day and portable operations. So. That's the whole game for uh, tune-up, and it's a, a great time. So antennas are very important. So it's uh, I feel the tune-up is a great time to uh, test it out because you've set aside some time in our busy schedule to go do this operating event before the actual field day because it it's, turns out to be a bummer at times when you go out and it's like, oh, it didn't work out. Now what? Now you're getting, well, Steve, did you did you test the antenna? No, right. and couldn't <laughs> yeah, I was, really. I was working late. Couldn't. I was day. too busy. So it, that was the you know. So this is a great time to ch you know check it out. Uh, your equipment now, whether you're going to operate in field day or not, that's a whole nother story. But we're in spring. Right. It's a great time, and you know, field days kind of start is into summer. Things are getting a little hot. The mosquitoes are getting a little wacky. So hey, this is a great time to start uh, hitting the. Uh, you know, the portable operations and out in the field right at the end of spring before summer kicks in. And so everybody's invited, any band, any mode, any time, June 9th, 10th, and 11th. And uh, there'll be some stations like us. We'll be calling CQ Fallout, just getting out there and having a good time. It's a good tune chance up. to tune up. What did I say? Don't listen to Fallout. me. 
fallout, right? I'm already. You were testing me. You were te- I was testing. Were testing. He does me. listen with the. It didn't block his <laughs> oh, ears. You're so wonderful. You listen. No, you listen. <laughs> Pay him. <clears throat> the CFO is like, no, man. You can't just do that when you, you freaking morons. <laughs> let's talk. Yeah, right. What they think. Thank goodness for no. the listeners. We're listener supported. That's what keeps the keeps the uh, wheels going. The suits upstairs. Oh no. I don't know why they listen. I don't know. So let's take a look at what people are using and what works for them portable. This could be parks on the air. It could be summits, you know, whatever. Just get out and get in a park. You know, you don't have to be affiliated with any sort of program to get out and operate. I I love it. Patrick, he says he uses a TD 2.0. He says I can hang it from a tree or a pole with a tripod. I'm not familiar with that, a TD. Does anybody know what that is? I know what an ST is. I mean, an STD is... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. It's only from reading them. I, I don't have I'm, that to I'm going to take anymore. a stab at it as a trap dipole. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, Brian, he said he likes a slide winder coil with a military whip. Any experience with that? Does that sound familiar, Steve? Slide I winder. Think I think... Was it a side winder, a screwdriver type? A coil or a Wolf River coil, but Sidewinder. I'm not 100 percent familiar with that yeah. that one, but I I'm thinking Wolf River coil and a big whip and away uh, you go. I like it. Uh, Stan says he uses a Slink Tenna, 80 meters through six, compact, quick deploy, helical, hella helical dipole. Helical. It's a slinky. It's basically you just stretch out the slinky. Oh, I see. That's what it is. Oh, now I get it. He did add a picture. It stretches 12 feet, uses a 9 to 1 onion in the center, collapses to just 6 inches. That's Stan, WB5UDI, WB5UDI. Scott says, uh, when I have time and space available, I love my off-center fed dipole, 40, 20, Mm -hmm. 10, 6 meters. Uh, I most use a portable antenna, uh, though the MFJ 2289 Big Ears dipole. He's deployed it, hooked it up to his radio in five minutes. I think that's the one that looks like the old television antennas. You uh, kind of oh, go out okay. like that. I'm pointing out like I've got rabbit ears from an old television set. But it's taller, and those are much longer, I think. I could be wrong. Could I'll be have wrong. to look it up. I mean, that's kind of cool. Mike says he uses a chameleon. They make really good products. I think they're out of Las Vegas. LEFS, uh, 40 through 10 meters. Resonant on 40, 20, and 15, and 10 meters. Works great with his 7300 and the 705. The best part is that it's lightweight and easy to set up for vertical. The chameleon tactical delta loop works great on 6, 12, 15, and 17 meters. The downside is it needs radials. He's Whiskey 4 mm-hmm. IBS. John, he uses a G5RV or an NFED on a telescopic pole. He's AC2 JK. Richard, single band NFED half wave, generally 20 or 40. DJ NFEDs, man, they seem to be like, uh, I mean, they just made a comeback. They became this trendy antenna. When I got in in 2012 or around 2014, 2015, looking at antenna options, people really poo-pooed on the NFEDs. And boy, mm-hmm. 
what a difference a few years makes. Now they're sort of, uh, it's common. I, I, I think it was the, the advent of getting balance that are working well, the 49 to one, the nine to one balance and becoming more available and, uh, and now people are getting into the uh, the NFED because it just it's an antenna that works for in a lot of situations. Ari says he's got random length wire, usually about forty one feet, and uh, somewhat vertical with a nine to one transformer. He's using a tuner, and it can work all the bands from forty through ten K one A U S. Thank you, Ari. John, he uses a Wolf River coil. That's also what I believe uh, Pastor Joe uses a Wolf River coil. I'll have to check that SB1000 TIA, Wolf River coil. Uh, coil. Uh, Jeff, he brings a uh, 4x4 Chevy pickup truck uh, to the farm along yeah, with wire, <laughs> rope, solder, torch, tape measure, beer, coax, 450 ohm, twin line, a tent, sleeping bag, food, beer, tuner. I think he said beer a couple times. <laughs> Uh, he, he makes an inverted V, right. you know, he just wants to double check. He's got redundancy there. I like that. Uh, and an inverted V doublet or elevated ground plane hung from a branch of the tallest tree, approximately 80 feet uh, for his 80 meter band. Might make a dozen contacts in the weekend. My wife married a ham who has been licensed since 1975. FD is my uh, field days, this opportunity to Bing drink, he had it a little bit. By the time he wrote all these words, he brings a drink for the weekend, <laughs> puts a comm station together in the woods, and escapes from the world. KR4IS, my kind of fellow. What you think about that all, Steve? Oh, yeah, I'm right there. He started off with a Chevy 4x4 and beer. We're golden. I mean, Friends for window. life. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Friends for life. We did get some stuff on the uh, Discord side of town. We do have a Discord server, but uh, since Jimmy Hi Hi here is not here, a.k.a. the role of Scotty, I'm making my air quotes here, um, check the description of your podcast, check the description of the live stream, and join us over on Discord because it's a little more casual over there. We've got a lot of different channels photography is a good one steve out there in a beautiful landscape I, I put up a couple pictures just walking through st louis the other day those were and, cool uh, the uh, street light was oh, really thanks, cool man they have that history here of these street lights and they're they're around and they're like the full run of the block you know it could be a mile strip and it's they're all lit like that uh gaslight square and all those sorts of things old gaslights check it out a lot of good stuff there a lot of good artistic eyes around our community it's cool to see a uh, pastor joe he says uh wolf river coil and uh the silver bullet 1000 coil with a 17 foot whip vertical uh don also uses that and he uses a mag mount as well uh brad says non-resident edfed works well for him he has a backup the wrc tia i'm not familiar with that acronym Rex, he has too many, but he likes the Chameleon MCOM and his NFED half wave. If you had to hold him to it, and uh, he'd, he'd load yeah, up his grain silo and call it good for sure, man. For sure, <laughs> he's a wackadoodle. Let's see, uh, he, he has a little inside joke. He's Farmer Rex. Farmer Rex has some silos on the uh, farm, and he's loaded up the silo and made contacts. 
That's interesting. That's interesting there. Let me uh, let me uh, give you uh, an alert on some contests that are going, actually the ham fest that are going on. Talk about that real quick. And then we're going to get to your questions. We had a couple of uh, questions here tonight. We've had some leftover that I've brought. May 6th, Winston VFW ham swap meet in Winston, Oregon. That sounds like a good one. We should be in Oregon, Steve. Come on now. May 6th, can anybody just give us the invite? Say, come on, and we'll pay for transportation and hotel lodging and food and beer for Steve. He's a diva. I gotta, we gotta run with a crew. May 6th, the Chochise. Is that right? Chochise Ham Fest in Sierra Vista, Sierra Vista, Arizona. Chochise. That sounds all right. Woo! May 7th, Warminster ARC Ham Fest in Bristol, Pennsylvania. You can see all the events on our events channel on our Discord server. The link is down below. If you have anything going on you want us to mention on the show, send it to us. Email, put it on the Discord server in the events tab. We'll pull it and we will mention that for you. And if you're looking for a power solution, check out BioNO Power, offering the best lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. I use those exclusively for power when I'm portable. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-Power.com. Don't forget to go to our website, 100wattsandawire.com. Get yourself your 100-watt ID. Everything's free. You could check out uh, the gear section in the shop. We've got all sorts of T-shirts. Thinking about putting together a mustachio line. Uh, If you're familiar with our live stream during the Sunday evening net, Uncle Paul, we uh, call him mustachio he now has the role of mustachio congratulations paul for becoming mustachio who will become the new scotty that's what we need to know okay we'll figure all that out we've got some questions we had a couple here let me see if i can pull those up real quick yes james he's got two questions he thinks he can just ask away let's see what's going on what is considered QRP, sirs? Fine, sirs. Handsome men. Is it 5 watts, 10 watts, 25 watts? I've seen some people say 50 watts. I've also considered 10 watts or less. What is the consensus on QRP? Diva. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would think 25 or below. Uh, truly 20, 10, 5 is truly qrp but <clears throat> i i think 25 is a, a good number it um you have radios that are like the zygus and uh and some of the other big name radio uh, qrp rigs that are 10 or 20 watts so i kind of think 25 would be a, a good cutoff point but i don't i don't know it's you know some say five watts for cw and maybe 10 watts for sideband but uh I think if you're below 25 watts, then you're good. 50 for- is kind of, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little more than that. I mean, if you talk to the big guns, they would say 100 watts is QRP. You know, for them, you know, it's 1500 or go home. It's, uh, but, uh, so I, I personally think 25 and under is QRP in my book. Okay. 
And we can uh, take your... Spoken. The diva has spoken, and so it was. <laughs> so Contractually, it it's a contractual <laughs> thing. James has a follow-up. What is the minimum height for a 10-meter dipole antenna configuration? I want to go at golf cart mobile, 10 meters, 25 watts for the tune-up, and uh, have a 12-foot pole. Do you think this will be high enough? Oh, God, yeah. No, I mean, it's t typically you want, uh, if you want a half decent takeoff angle, when we're talking about horizontal antennas, it's a half wavelength. So a 12 foot pole will kind of get you there. You'll, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll be good. Try it, put it out, see what it does. Lionel says 10, 10 watts. Now, also uh, Big Ben, AKA the new Scotty, um, he says the league considers QRP less than 100 watts for most of its contests. Yeah, I mean, the, con the contest uh, entities, the league, I think Q uh, CQ or whoever is holding a, uh, um, a, a major contest, they considered 100 watts and less as low power. So it uh, and then high power is anything above whatever they they deem level they want to set for high power but anything below 100 is low power lou says but. qrp is five watts cw 10 watts single sideband is correct hmm. there we go all right so you're welcome james uh thank you for the question we have some others here that have come in and if anyone here would like to ask a question you can do so and, and i must say as uh, we end the backstretch of our, our program with these questions, sometimes they may need a little bit more. Some of them may require full shows. And this question came in, and so you'll see what I mean. On the air, on-air bullying, what's the best way to defend being a 100-watt station? Now, this came in an email form. I'll just give you a backstory. Guy got his balls busted being 100 watts whether it was 80 meters or whatever you, you know how people can be, um, was taking heat for just being a 100-watt station and uh, wanted to know what we thought, you know, um, because he was basically run out of there. He, you know, you know how these guys are, and we don't even have to go there with it, but uh, in helping enable someone feel a little bit more confident uh, what do you suggest, Steve? Um, I would say, you know what? F them. It uh, just Woo! don't even. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those that it. I'm, I'm and I don't know the context of where you were, where you're operating, and uh, and what was going on. I mean, it could have been. And I know there's groups of guys out there. They're running just QRO, Buku Power. And they're only like, you know, 20, 30 miles apart from each other or whatever on 80 meters. And they, they have, they are deficient in one area in their life and they're trying to compensate or whatever. I would say, I mean, we have a big knob on our radio and it's just spin it, go somewhere else. There'll be plenty of people that you can run into that it's, um, it's you the, the 100 watts is more than that is more than fine um it, this group unless it's your buddies or whatever and they're just kind of busting your 
your stones because they just, you know, that's the way they are and they, they're just giving you a bad time, then that's one thing. But if it's, a, you know, people you really don't know, then you know what? Screw them. There's, there's plenty of more. There's plenty of people out there on the bands that are, are not power envious. So <laughs> I just say F them all and move on. Yeah, I, I have to echo what Steve's saying here. You really need to find your people. And I've heard people on the, and we're, we could be your people. We have a mixed bag. Steve and I both run power, but it's not like we're strangers to 100-watt operation. That's what the tune-up's all about anyway, is kind of getting out there. But you could do it from your, your home. But the point being, we generally all start 100 watts in a wire. Mm-hmm. Put a wire up in a tree, and that's what you have. These folks are kind of forgetting where they came from a little bit. And I've heard guys on the say, talk to their buddies and say, turn your amp on. You know, I can't, I won't hear you. I won't talk to you. It's kind of like, you know, so it's almost like you're not there. Those if, aren't your if people. If your signal is not 20 over, then you don't rate with, with us. I mean, these are a bunch of D-bags and, uh, and that's fine. If there are guys that are, you know, amongst themselves and a little group of four or five guys and they're just bagging on each other and just busting each other's stones, that's fine. That's, but, you know, when it's someone on the outside or it's... We don't need to deal with the power envy. You know, if you got the power, great. If you don't, don't worry about it. And don't chastise someone because you know what? D-bag, you started off with 100 watts and basically a wire antenna or whatever. You didn't come into the hobby with all this gear and amplifiers and all this other stuff. Maybe one or two of you out of the whole group might have come in that way. But most of you, you know, you kind of started off like the rest of us. So, you know. Take your take your high horse and go march somewhere else. Mm. There you go. Our brother Ricardo says not everyone can afford a high powered equipment. Um, oh, everyone to their it. own. This is a hobby, mm-hmm. fun thing to do. And the cost these days is stupid. It's just unbelievable. All right, thank you for that question. I'm uh, sorry that you felt that way and you ran into those folks that weren't really. Uh, I don't know. They're like that with a lot of different elements too. I mean, they don't like contesters. They don't like POTA. They don't like 100 watt stations. They don't. They like themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Steve said enough. He said it all. Come and join us Sunday nights, right after the show here. On, Sunday night, uh, bring it. Bring it, and you're more than welcome. Whatever power, five to 1500 doesn't matter. Everybody's yep. welcome. Doors open. Key will be under the mat if it's cold. Uh, next question: What do you know about the buddy pole? Is it hype? Um, I personally haven't uh, played with the buddy pole, but I know a lot of people have used it and they, they work great. Um, they, uh, they're made up here in the Northwest. I think they're, they're an Oregon company mm-hmm. and um, they have been around for many years and a lot of people have used them. It's uh, and been successful with it. Is it a equivalent to a full size dipole antenna? No, but you know, if the whole idea was it was lightweight, something that you can throw into a backpack and uh, hike up to a mountaintop or some place that uh, you walk into and you can get on the air with it. So if you're expecting big antenna results out of a little antenna, uh, I think you'll be a little bit disappointed. But if you expect to just go out and enjoy the hobby and make contacts, the buddy pole will definitely work for you. And that's the antenna. Uh, Chris, who I believe runs Buddy Pole now, his father, Bud, created this antenna. And he would go with his friends 
to different uh, destinations like an island. Maybe they go to Costa Rica or wherever they would go. And Bud's known, I hope he's still on the radio. I believe he's in his 80s. He's the one that does the mobile, the uh, bicycle, bicycle portable. And you'll hear him, you know, he's in his 80s. But he designed this antenna to be lightweight, to take it to the beach where they could uh, do some contesting and hang out. And his son, Chris, I believe it's been a while since I've touched base with um, with Chris, but that's the backstory of the company. Sound like good dudes to me, and Bud sounds like a oh, yeah. nice man. So there you go. A uh, couple things in here from the chat we want to mention. Uh, Sheena says, uh, great point, Diva Steve. Uh, Ed says, Buddy Stick is the bomb. Uh, Lou says, I love my Buddy Pole and Buddy Stick antennas. So... There you go. Uh, that's what we know about the buddy pole. Thank you for that question. Here's another one here. How do you store QSL cards? Oh, wow. I'm, mine are in a shoebox. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's about it. I mean, they they make hangers and stuff, and you can pin them on your walls. But, uh, oh, man, as you can see, my... Uh, my walls are uh, not so much when it comes to um, uh, as far as uh, uh, QSL cards. It's just, you know, stuff of, you know, my daughter's wedding, Hawaiian wedding, her and I, my kids up here and stuff. A little bit more personal. I'm not into the hanging of QSL cards and uh, and things like that. But uh, it, it's there's, there's a number of ways you can... Um, you know, store your cards and uh, shoebox is one of them or or photo albums is another. It's uh, it just what works for you. I don't get as many as I used to. I used to get a lot more and I think a lot of folks were doing the digital way and email and all that stuff and put it on the QRZ and all these sorts of things. I love them personally. I don't get as many as I used to. In fact, I'm I'm thinking of getting rid of my PO box because I only had that PO box to receive those mail messages. Really, right? You know, and it's a it's an expense, and I'm like, geez, I don't I don't receive that many, so I kind of miss it. But I definitely love QSL cards. I just was a kid that always enjoyed getting mail, yeah. and the and the cost of mailing them has has gotten pretty high. So it's uh, it's not like it used to be. But there are some cool QSL cards that people have out there. Pastor Joe says, I keep my QSL cards in plastic pages in a big binder. There you go. There you Thank go. You. So there's an option. Ricardo, also a QSL album, adds sheets to it every few years. Very nice. And Brad appreciates the uh, fancy camera work this evening. Thanks for being here, Brad. We appreciate <laughs> you. Okay. Let's uh, hit another one before we have to uh, wrap up our time on our uh, edition of this podcast. Next question. Where do you see Ham Radio's MCOM role in the future? Boy, that's a good, that's a show topic right there, I think. Um, I personally, I kind of see we still have a role in it, but it's not going to be the ARES role. Um, the way I see it with the larger metropolitan areas, I don't see much involvement with that unless there's a kind of a change of pace as far as the uh, uh, emergency management in these larger metropolitan areas. They kind of have, a, uh, unfortunately, a, a bad taste in their mouth of ARES. And uh, 
when they're trying to deal with local people, then they have to deal with a national entity like the league or whatever. It, I think kind of sours them. I, what I see happening and if this is happening in the smaller counties or rural counties is the role of auxiliary communicators that, uh, that these entities are going to have better control or more control of the local people and then will serve the needs of, of the, uh, the 911 center or whatever the emergency management and which will mean you're not just going to be talking on ham radio. You're going to be talking on public safety frequencies and, uh, and being trained on, on doing that and maybe, and maybe even deploying equipment. So it's happening in the smaller counties and, but I think from the larger, uh, municipalities and larger counties and the, the, the most populous areas, I think our role might be diminished. But there's a possibility as time goes on that it could be brought back up. I see possibly a resurgence of races, and that's where it has local control. And uh, that was very, very big in the 60s and 70s, early 70s, races. So uh, I could see that uh, reemerging. I, unfortunately, the people that are into ARES, sorry, but I kind of see that diminishing. But I could be wrong, but that's the way I see it right now. All right, very good. Yep, we've had uh, conversations about that and uh, actually whole shows talking about it. I, I kind of hoped for more during my 13 months in Aries. You know, it was a, uh, man, it's, a, it's something we could probably get into uh, maybe next week talking about it a little bit because for in my mind, I always apply portable operations to some MCOM scenario for me. It's not... You know, I just kind of build like, all right, where what's kind of going on here? What do I need to do? And I think like that. I'm thinking kind of in a preparedness mode. And my experience locally, and these are good fellas, I'm not putting down anybody, during the uh, the Covey, uh, the Roni, uh, I wanted to study HF propagation for hospital beds in nearby states. So it had to go up. You had it was like it had to have a big meeting, you know, and I, to kind of get the clearance. And one of the fellas didn't have HF capabilities, and he was high ranking. The other guy was um, a technician, and he was HT based. And I was like, guys, I just want to study HF and see if I can get into Kansas and Arkansas and see if we can kind of coordinate. Like, an, you know, that was my thing. Steve's been with me the whole time. He knows what I was kind of going for. And it just really didn't, and I knew it was the back up for the backbone. Like what I was proposing was not frontline stuff, which is kind of more digital, more, you know, that kind of deal. And I decided, what if? Can we check it out? I'll be the guy who does that. I'll check out that. And it really didn't happen. And I was like, okay, I understand. And after about 13 months, I was like, I don't know. I don't think... Um, I'm not even sure most of these fellas could program their radios, you know. And I just had interest, I, you know. And it wasn't a put-down to any of these guys. They were super nice, but they had their backbone in place, and that was enough for them to keep going. And I was proposing something different, you know. So some people liked it, some didn't. I don't know. But I agree totally with the role when it actually does happen, when something happens. What are we going to do? You know, just don't self-deploy. All right. 
Thank you for that question. I think we fooled them again, Steve. We did it. We did. We found out that uh, they are running uh, uh, Mustachio. Mustachio is uh, got the evening off, but we will have a net, uh, no net coverage. I'll be uh, taking care of some family business here. My wife is getting back in town, so we're going to uh, help out, do some things here, and catch up uh, this evening. So, uh, but tune your radios to 40 meters. It looks like we've got 7215 if you're here with us. If you're not here with us, why are you not here with us? You're listening to us going down the road. 6 o'clock Central, the live recording of the podcast. 7 o'clock, we get on the air. So I'm going to turn it on. Let's see if we can even see it. I will see if anybody's there. So, there you go. I don't know. That almost sounds like uh, Pastor Joe. So, yeah, you guys head on over. Get on the uh, HF if you've got it. 40 meters tonight, 7213. Let the people know in our community, and I'll be listening to you. Steve, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, we didn't have uh, Jimmy High High tonight, but... Uh, yeah, we missed Jimmy High High. It was like the old days. Next week. Yep. Yeah, he'll be back if I show him the money. He's sending me Show Jerry Maguire memes. <laughs> Show me the money. Where the money? Where's the money? Give me the money. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you, Always. Uh, check us out on our social media. All the links are down below. If you're listening to this or you're watching it, the links are in the description. Join us. And uh, we'll catch you next week. We'll talk more, some portable options again as we prepare for the tune-up June 9th, 10th, and 11th. 73, Steve, have a great night. 7-3, Christian, and thank you, everyone, for watching. Take care now. See you on the air. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.